Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, welcome to Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor. I'm your host, Victor Dadaj. I hope you're having an amazing day so far. Today, we have an incredible guest. This guy is a network marketing star. He is a team builder, a success coach, a speaker and a trainer. He also runs a real estate concierge service. He is a four-time Circle of Champions member. He has been featured three times in Success From Home magazine. And he's also been featured on the MLM Nation show. And he's been featured twice on NBC Celebrity Apprentice. So let's welcome my friend, Jeff Street. How are you doing today, Jeff? Victor, I'm awesome, brother. Excited to be here with you today and just uh, excited to have a blast and have a great conversation and ton of respect for you, buddy. Love the fact that you're just bringing massive value to people on a daily basis and love the fact that you're doing interviews like these just to go out and give knowledge to people looking to go out and take their business to the next level. And it's some of the people tuning in today that are newer in the industry, they're going to be your future interviews. And I just love that I can be a little seed to maybe help them to be able to go where it is that they're going to go. So, man, just excited to be here with you today. Thank you. And I'm excited to be here with you as well, Jeff, because we've gotten to know each other a lot over the last few months. And I've gotten to learn a lot about a lot of the great wisdom you've been sharing. And I've learned a lot from listening to you the last few months. So that's why I was very excited to try to get you on the show so that you can share some of that wisdom with our audience, because I know they can learn a lot and they can apply some of the things we'll be teaching them. They can definitely help take their business to the next level. So Jeff, I'd like to start off by just asking you to share your story first. How did you get involved in becoming an entrepreneur and just, you know, you know, tell us how it all started. Yeah, no, a- absolutely, buddy. I was actually first introduced to this industry at uh, 19 years old. You know, I'll never forget it. I literally, I was, uh, I was, uh, I grew up in Rhode Island. I went to college in Philadelphia. I uh, went to Drexel University. At the end of my freshman year, I was home for a summer. And I was at my mom's, uh, you know, kitchen, you know, literally just gotten back from the beach at the time. Picture this, I had blonde hair down on my chin. I had uh, board shorts on, flip-flops, and a t-shirt, and uh, that was kind of my normal uh, attire uh, those days. And I got a phone call, and it was actually my ex-girlfriend's mom. Now, it's always interesting, like, oh, why is my ex-girlfriend's mom calling me, right? But my ex-girlfriend's mom calls me up, and I never heard somebody sound so excited. See, in our industry, one thing that's really important for people to learn is that sometimes ignorance on fire is a lot more powerful than knowledge on ice. Mm-hmm. And she was just so excited. And she invited me to a presentation at her house that literally started in like 20 minutes. So I go to the meeting, right? Board shorts and all, blonde hair down to my chin. Everybody else is dressed, dressed professional. And that was uh, my first time at an opportunity presentation, uh, listening to a business opportunity for myself. And you know, I joined that company. I was in that company for a handful of years while I was in college. I learned a ton. Grew tremendously as a person, made a little bit of money. I hit what was called executive director in that uh, in that business. And for a college student, I was doing all right. You know, I didn't have to have a normal mm-hmm. traditional job while I was in college, but that company uh, ended up going out of business. And when the company went out mm-hmm. of business, Victor, I was like, all right, network marketing was a great stepping stone, you know, for, for me. Like it taught me a lot about business, taught me a lot about people me into a world of personal growth, self-development, but I'm never going to get back into the industry again. You know, that was my commitment to myself, you know, because I, I almost let one experience ruin the rest of my life. 
And uh, uh, I ended up doing a, I, I started a traditional business, opened up a bunch of uh, Nextel cell phone stores for anybody who remembers the walkie talkie phones. I was, uh, had read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, got that from network marketing, saw my dad get laid off after 20 plus years working in the corporate world. And I was like, all right, you know, my network marketing company went out of business, but I'm definitely not going to write a resume and get a job. So like, I got to do something. So open up a cell phone store. I used a lot of what I learned from network marketing to train my you know, employees and, you know, built a decent business for myself. But in the early days of starting my cell phone store, I went, I did a, a really amazing personal growth transformational weekend, something called Landmark Education. I don't know, are you familiar with Landmark Forum at all, Victor? I've heard about it and I heard some really great things about it. A lot of people, they, they became a lot more productive. So I heard great things about Landmark. Really, really powerful stuff, transformational stuff, really teaching people look like here's, you know, here's the past. Instead of dragging it with you into the future, cut the cord on it, you leave it in the past, walk freely into the future, leave the past in the past. So, you know, I did that course. I actually met Patrick Mazur, who I know you know very mm -hmm. well, Victor. Met Patrick that weekend. And, you know, him and I just connected at the end of He's like, oh, I got to show you what I'm doing. Like, is it network marketing? He goes, yeah, I go, all right, whatever you're selling, I'll buy it, but I'm not going to, like, I don't want to go to a presentation, but something that Patrick did for me that's just so important, and for any that's in this industry, something that's really important to learn early on is the fortunes and the follow-up, and sometimes you got to go out and realize that longevity equals credibility, sometimes we got to be the Roger Bannister for people, for those of you that don't know his story, Roger was the first person to run the four-minute mile. They said it was scientifically and medically impossible. And along comes Roger Bannister, studies his stride, and he breaks the four-minute mile period. It was incredible. But what was a lot more amazing is the hundreds of people that went out and accomplished the same thing over the next few years to come. And it wasn't the gravity change. It was one person showed it was possible. So when Patrick and I met, you know, and we were just in the clubhouse room together, they're talking about likability. And always leaving people with a good feeling, never leaving people with resentment, never leaving people feeling bad about themselves. So even though I wasn't interested in looking at the opportunity or pursuing the opportunity, I was open to being his client, became his client. And he just thanked me and was like, hey, do I have permission to follow up with you another 90 or 180 days just to update you on my progress? I was like, yeah, of course you have permission. Call me up. Keep me posted. I want to see you win. Tell me what's going on. Tell me how's it's going. So, you know, I went and focused on my cell phone business. He went out and focused on building his network marketing business. And every handful of months, we would chat. And at the, you know, I would update him what was going on in my life. He would update me on his life. And, you know, at the end of it, he was like, hey, would you be open to taking another look? I'm still not really ready to take a look. But let's keep chatting, right? And we just built our relationship. And then a few years later, you know, everything, my circumstances change. And I think we would all agree when your circumstances change, your mindset changes. And I went from, you know, being 24, 25 years old with, you know, five stores, dozens of employees doing relatively well, or I thought I was doing well anyway, to all of a sudden my industry changing outside of my control. Sprint and Nextel merged together. I lost half my income overnight. Started bartending and catering on the side, maxing out credit cards to pay my employees. Victor, I literally went six months straight without taking a paycheck from my own company. One of my stores got robbed in that same time period. It was crazy, right? But you know what they say, a setback's a setup for something greater. So as everything was falling apart in my life, true story, man. I woke up one morning and there's this old network marketing quote on my, on my bedroom wall I hadn't looked at in years. And it was always one of my favorite quotes. It said, the day that you know that you've made it is when you can't go to sleep because reality is better than your dreams. 
And I remember looking at the quote that morning, I just started crying. And I was crying because here I was, I was 26 years old, small business owner, broke, hadn't paid myself a month, not happy, not knowing what I was going to do. And I was so far off the beaten path of where I thought I was going to be at that point, like 15 years old. I was a big dreamer getting involved in this industry for the first time. I was like 25, I'm going to retire by 25. And here I was, 26 years old, small business owner, not knowing how I was going to pay rent the next month. And uh, I literally got on my knees and prayed that, that, that morning that things are going to change. And who pulls up in front of my store that day? But Patrick Mazur. And he had pulled up, walks in my store. And I was like, oh, man, tell me this isn't from the phone. Like, he pulled up in a very, very nice, you know, vehicle. Very, you know, tan skin, you know, smile, custom clothes. Like, just looking refreshed, looking so stress-free. I'm like, what else are you doing other than network marketing? That's all I'm doing, Jeff. I'm like, what do we got to do? And uh, he invited me to a meeting that night and I got started and man, the, the, the rest was uh, history, but that was five years after we originally started, uh, you know, talking and, uh, you know, the fortune definitely is in the, the follow-up, man. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So I'm just so grateful that Patrick cared enough about me, saw enough in me to, for five years, stay in touch and just keep the opportunity open. But again, having that high likability factor, never being upset by my no, always thanking me for my time and always talking about connecting again in the near future. So I know that's a long story. Uh, from there, you know, five months in, uh, the business really took off for me. Six months in, it exploded. I ended up uh, selling my other business the next month, never looking back. And now I've been a full-time home-based business owner uh, for the last 15 years straight and proud to say it, man. That is awesome. Thanks for sharing. Uh, definitely some great things that people can get out of what you just sold us. Number one, your first experience was you were 19, you know, you got exposed to, so you had some success, you're doing, you know, relatively well, but then unfortunately the company went under. That happens sometimes when they're marketing companies, you have no control over that. So you stopped for a few years, you started, you know, doing selling next sell, your business doing well for a number of years. Patrick Major reached out to you. And by the way, for those who don't know, Patrick Major is a very successful marketer out there. He's one of the best teachers out there. So, um, and we'll get it to him in a, in a couple of minutes because what he did is a great lesson for all of us. You know, he reached out to you, you weren't ready yet because you knew him pretty well, but he asked you to keep in touch just to keep you updated on his progress every few months, every three to six months, so he reached out to you. And this went on for five years. So it's, it's, it's interesting. Most people don't follow up once. This guy, Patrick, followed you over the course of five years. So five years went by, you were going well, but then all of a sudden the spring next summer merger happened. You lost a bunch of your business, a bunch of your stores. You didn't cut yourself a check for six months. One of your stores got robbed. So you were going through a difficult time at the age of 26. And Lovio, one day, Patrick drives up in front of, in a nice car and Lovio, your circumstances changed. You were ready for something new. And all because he kept in touch over those five years. And the time was right for you now, now to get ready. And then over time, you became very successful. But a big part is this, you need to follow up. You know, if Patrick had never followed up with you, he would never have had you working with him. So follow up is very, but you just never know. It could take a year or two. There have been people who followed up with us for 10 years. I know some, again, everyone's different. I, I, I know some very successful in the world. They say, I will follow up because I see their name in the obituary. That might be a little too extreme, but if you never follow up, you just don't know because this person is a potential six or seven figure earner. I, I remember reading about Rob Sperry, who's a very successful network marketing coach. He shared how 11 people tried recruiting him into their network marketing companies. He said no to all of them. He said none of them followed up with him. Then the 12th person 
again, he said no the first time this person followed up with him and he eventually joined that person. He became the number one earner in that company, a company of a million distributors. Can you imagine those other 11 people, if they had followed up, they could have had the very successful person. So you don't know what you could be missing out on if you don't follow up. So it's great that Patrick followed up. You just never know people's circumstances a year, two or three down the road can definitely change. And I love how you shared about the fact uh, Roger Patterson, because a lot of times it's impossible when we think in our minds that it is impossible. Everyone said it could not be done. He ran the four minute mile. Six weeks later, another guy did it. He ran it and you know, a whole bunch of other people have done over the last 60, 70 years. What was thought to be impossible turned out to be possible. Once one person does it, guess what? Everyone else says, you know what? Maybe I can do it. So I'm glad you shared the story of Roger Patterson because it is very important. So I thank you for sharing that because I think people can definitely learn a lot from you know, becoming an entrepreneur. Never give up on other people. You just don't know when their circumstance can change. Sometimes in our industry, buddy, you definitely have to be that Roger Bannister for other people. And, you know, people are just looking for an example. You know, I think it was uh, Lincoln that said, the only way you can truly influence another person is through your own example. And some people are going to be ready to run with you right away. Some people are going to be, let me see what you got. Let me see what you're going to do. And unfortunately, there's so many people that in life start and quit not just in our industry, in everything, college, relationships, businesses, you know, jobs, you know, unit sports, golfing, right, tennis, like all kinds of snowboarding. I'm a big snowboarder. A lot of people, you know, they go one time, you know, they fall a bunch of times and everybody, that, that's it. I'm not, never going to do that, that, you know, again. So again, people are looking for an example. And so many people are like, oh, you know, I've gotten pitched about this industry by a bunch of different people. And, you know, they, they quit one, one month into it. And so again, a lot of people are looking to see what are you going to do? Again, it's so important for all of us to be that Roger Bannister for other people. Patrick was for me. And remember, like I said, longevity for credibility. The longer people see you doing it, the more they're like, all right, like, all right, maybe it's time. Like, I have people call me up all day, like, all right, like, you know, I've been watching you for years now. Like, all right, things are different. My, my wife just had somebody call her up last week. She invited out to a meeting eight, nine years ago. She's like, look, like, I wasn't open back then, but I've seen you. I've seen what you do. You know, I've seen what you've been doing. I've been seeing what you're up to. You know, my life changed. I'm a little open more. I'm a lot more open-minded now. I'd love to come out and see another presentation. So just a really important lesson for everybody in this industry to know. No, absolutely. And yeah, same things out. People always watching you and they're seeing you're consistent in your business. You're doing well in your business. You do what you say you're going to do. And that's going to be attractive when, when things change. And again, and people who you recruit into your team, you have to set the example. You're telling them, talk to this many people a week, call this many people a week. But if you don't do those kind of things, they're going to say, they're going to do what you're doing. If you're not doing much, guess what? They're probably not going to do much. But if they see you doing what you're saying you're going to do, they're going to follow your example. So Everyone is always watching. So uh, you just don't know. And sometimes it might be people, you, you know, who haven't really kept in touch with you or maybe they're not liking or commenting on your post, but they're watching you. Because I've had people reach out to me two years later saying, oh, wow, I love what you're doing. I want to uh, tell me more about your company. I want to I join. I was like, and I've never seen this person comment or like my post, but they, they will watch you. So you just never know. So you always have to keep in mind, people watching all the time. So it's very important. You need to set that example for everyone else, especially when you want to be a leader. I think you know, John, John Maxwell talks a lot about leadership and he talks about leaders build other leaders. They, they set the example for everyone else. So you always have to set the example for everyone else. It's like with parents, with their kids. 
when parents tell kids not to do this or do that, when the kids see that the parents are doing the same thing, they're going to follow the example. But the parents don't, don't do that, but they're doing it themselves. They're going to say, well, my parents are hypocrites. I'm, I'm going to ignore what they say. So same thing with people in your organization. Set the examples. I think that was really great that you talked about. I'd like to ask you about a couple of books because you've done book clubs on Clubhouse on two very classic books. One is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And the other one we just, you just started doing is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And I think, the, yeah, awesome book. I think these are two must-read books for anyone getting started as an entrepreneur because you learn so many great lessons and it's, this can help you so much when you're getting started. It'll help you avoid some mistakes a lot of people make when they become much worse. So would you, do you mind talking for a few minutes about these two books? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think these two books are just the fundamental building blocks for anybody that wants to become an entrepreneur, not just in direct sales, but entrepreneurship in general. You know, think and grow rich, you know, learning about, you know, first off, thoughts are things, the power of thought, you know, what we think becomes, learning about desire, the turning point of all achievement you know, learning about, you know, such important, you know, principles like persistence and perseverance and the power of the subconscious mind and auto-suggestion, the way that we program our mind, you know, replacing fear with faith and all the different things that we learn about in, the, in that book, like just learning how to go out and think the right thoughts so you can become the person you need to become. You know, that's what it's all about. And so that book is so powerful. We read, as a matter of fact, here's how that whole thing came about. Myself, my mentor, Patrick Major, we were talking about right when we first got on Clubhouse, him and I were on the phone one day, we were like, oh, we should do a Clubhouse room. And years ago, Victor, we would do in our, well, before we ran our business through Zoom, back in the old school in-person day meetings, uh, we used to get together on a Friday night in all the different markets and all of, with all our teams all across the country and for the first you know 30 minutes we, we read through different books chapter by chapter and once a week for the first 30 minutes we would talk about the chapter of the week we went through think and grow rich how to win friends and influence people the magic of thinking big the power of positive thinking we went through brian carruthers's book building an empire and i know we went through some others as well 21 irrefutable laws of leadership by john maxwell you just talked about it and again everybody each week we just talk about what they got out of the chapter how are they applying it to their life? How are they applying it to their business? So we were talking about Clubhouse. Like, hey, when we did that, we just really watched people grow. What if we can do that on Clubhouse? And what if we can go and open it up to anybody, whether they're in our industry, whether they're in our company, doesn't matter. Let's go out and impact people. Because, you know, what one thing you'll find is leaders in this industry that are real leaders, they're thinking bigger than just themselves and their business. You know, they're thinking about how can we go out and make the world better? And I believe these books can make the world a better place. So, you know, we're like, what about Think and Grow Rich? And Patrick, like, I wonder how we even start a room. So I'm messing around my phone, like my phone. I'm like, oh, I, I think I just started a room. I think we're in it right now, right? Next thing you know, people started joining. And it was like an impromptu discussion about, you know, Think and Grow Rich. And then we're like, all right, we're going to do this three times a week. And, uh, you know, so again, it started with the power of thought. And then once we finished that, you know, again, got people equipped in the right mindset, the power of thought, learning about those different, you know, characteristics that I just spoke about. It's like, okay, now we got people in the right mindset. Now we're going to talk to people about how to deal with people, you know, because at the end of the day, we're in the people business. Likeability is the most important thing, you know, in our industry. If you want people to be interested in you, you got to be interested in other people. When you become interested in other people, they become interested in what you have to say. So this book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, is such an incredible book. Just talking to people about how to live their life, 
how to make people feel good about themselves. And if you're somebody that has that magnetic personality that people can leave their conversation with you feeling good about themselves, you know, people will want to do business with you. My mentor always told me to become the person that other people want to follow. And I love the fact that we're diving through the books three times a week. You know, we're literally going through each chapter three times. We do a growth hour. So we spend an hour three times a week on each chapter because we believe it's not just about reading the book. It's about owning the book. And I've read these books, you know, multiple times. But now today, going through it again, because again, like you said, Victor, like the speed of the leader is the speed of the team. You can't ask your team to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. We sat on the clubhouse room today. If you're too big to do the small things, you will be too small to ever receive the big things. So for me, like, I'm, you know, every time we do a discussion that morning, I'm rereading the chapter and I'm getting things out of it this time around that I never got before. And it's not that the pages in the books change, it's that you change. And as you change, the things that you read will impact you and will affect you differently. So, yeah, we're having a ton of fun going through that discussion. We're starting chapter two uh, tomorrow. And again, I just think that these are two of the biggest fundamental building blocks for people that want to be an entrepreneur and thinking the right thoughts and treating people the right way. Oh, absolutely. And I totally agree with that. Like you said, we change. So you read a book a second, third, or fourth time, you're going to get a lot more out of different insights because you have changed. I mean, Bob Proctor's been reading things of rich like for over 50 years right now. And he's, he's still learning stuff from that book. So I know I've read that book a number of times. I'm always getting new insights from it. I know when I went to some of your uh, the sessions you guys have for that book, I definitely got a lot out of you know, reading it. and just hearing other people's views and insights on it because everyone gets different insights from the book. So that's why it's a great thing to do this in a group because they'll say, oh, I learned this from this chapter. It's like, that didn't occur to me. So same thing with this book. I think this book is a great follow-up because here's the thing. This We're in a people business. People have to know, like, and trust you. And you have to get people to trust you and like you. And the thing is, a lot of times people don't do that. They just say, you need to buy from me, do this, do this. And if you don't buy this, you're making a big mistake. And that just turns people off. You got to get people to trust you. And, like. and one of the best ways to do that is to focus on them, their needs and desires. Listen to them. People want to feel heard, uh, appreciated. And when you're able to do that, they're going to trust you and like more. And, and, and relationship is such a key part of this business, which is why I, that book, How to Influence and Influence People, changed my business, changed my life, because I realized I was being way too selfish in the way I interacted with people. And I realized, uh, you got that station we keep talking about, W-I-I-F-M, what's in it for me? That's all the prospect cares about. They don't care what you get out of it if they join. They want to know is, how can this help me? How can this benefit me? Will it make my life better? Will make my business better. That's all they care about. And when you learn that it's all about them and has nothing to do with you, that's when everything changes. And, and later on in the book, it talks about people love dogs because the dog is solely focused on you. So we can learn to be like them and just be totally focused on the process of people we deal with. I, I'm going to change our business. I'm going to say, and it's funny, the less talky you do, the more they like you. <laughs> the more talky you do, the more they don't like you. So if, if you're doing 20% of the talking, they're doing 80% of the talking, guess what? They're going to say, it's such a great conversation. All you're doing is asking a few questions. I mean, I think that is such an incredible, I'm so glad you guys are doing it in the, in the new book club. Thanks, buddy. And, you know, God gave us, you know, two ears and one mouth, right? Ask good questions and talk less and listen more. You know, that was uh, definitely a great lesson that, that I learned that I got to continuously remind myself of that we all got to. But, you know, again, one of the things it talks about in Thinking Grow Rich is the power of mastermind. 
And, you know, in the Bible, it says one can affect a thousand, two can affect you know, 10,000. And that's why doing, you know, being in groups like this, doing the work with other people, to your point, Victor, you get different things from other people's like perspective, other people's point of views that were missing, like from in your radar, meaning like that was outside of your radar, what you were able to see. But sometimes the biggest takeaways you got was from what somebody else picked up on, on, on their radar. And every time you jump in there, you're always dropping great knowledge, always giving great perspective and talking from, from personal experience. And I think that's the biggest thing is that experience is the best teacher. And I just appreciate you always sharing, Victor, from personal experience. So. Thank you. I appreciate that, Jeff. And uh, again, I learned a lot from you as well. So like you said, we have two years in one month. We need to use the years twice as much. I think especially when we're dealing with other people, being entrepreneurs, never marketers, so whatever industry you're dealing with, you got to listen to the other person. So as you're, and here's the thing, when you're talking, you're not learning anything. When you're listening, you're learning things that could definitely change your life. So I definitely totally agree with everything you just said. Uh, the next thing I'd just like to ask you about is, you know, here's the thing. You share some of your experiences. Now, uh, people who are starting to become entrepreneurs and new to the industry, they're new network markers or entrepreneurs or anything you know, new in this industry. What do you recommend? Because this is the thing. You went through some ups and downs. It started out pretty well, and the company went down. And then you, you went through some ups and downs over the next six or seven years. You had some good times and some bad times, and then things changed. So what would you say, based on your experiences, for people starting out, what should they expect or what kind of mindset should they have? Well, great, great question, you know, Victor. And, you know, I think that, you know, one of the most important things at the beginning is really learning to be present with your why. Like, what are you doing this mm -hmm. for? Because at the end of the day, there is going to be challenges. There is going to be adversities. You know, welcome to life, obviously. There's going to be challenges and adversities every day in, in life. But the emotional roller coaster is real. And I know for us, you know, when we do our trainings, we try to equip people for that. Like, look, you're going to have the highs and you're going to have the, the lows. That's just going to be part of the process. Expect that. But the key is to stay even keel. The only way to stay on a roller coaster is you've got to keep the bar down. So how do you do that? You know, and, and unfortunately, it's it's easier said than done, right? Like, all right, I'm going to keep the bar down. We're, we're emotional people. We were talking about that. And how to win friends and influence people. Matter of fact, you you brought that up in today's uh, discussion, Victor. We are not creatures of logic. We are creatures of emotions. So how do we detach our emotions from the business? I think one of the most important things in becoming a professional network marketer is really learning how to detach your emotions from the yeses and the noes, and just knowing in the beginning, look, the noes are coming, the doubters are coming, the naysayers are coming, but the victories are coming too. They, you know, the champions are coming to you as well. Sometimes you got to be that person first to attract those people. But again, you know, the roller coaster is real. So how do you detach your emotions? How do you stay, you know, even keel? It's you know, really understanding what your purpose is, knowing what your mission is, knowing what your you know why is. You know what they say is that the bigger your why, the harder you try. When your why is big enough, the how-to is irrelevant. And when you have that big reason, you know, they say, if you don't have a big reason, you'll only be here for, for a season. But when you have that big reason, it lets the obstacles that seem so ginormous to other people seem so minuscule to you. It's like, okay, I just got to navigate through this adversity. But if somebody else didn't see a, 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 didn't see a, a, a roadblock, they saw a boulder. They saw a mountain. They saw a mountain they couldn't drive through. They said, turn and you know, go a little bit. But the way that what allows you to do that is, again, 
having that big purpose, having something that, you know, that drives you, having something that motivates you, having something that wakes you up in the morning with that fire, that burning desire to go out and make it happen. And, you know, everybody's why is going to be, you know, different. But I used to always tell people, you know, it's like being a, a Ford, you know, F-150, you know, F-450 pickup truck, you know, driving 80 miles an hour down 95 at the end of the day, you know, what it's going to see is bugs in that hit its windshield. But when your why is big enough, when that bug hits the windshield, here's all that happens. Splat, the bug explodes on your windshield, but it doesn't change your velocity. It doesn't alter your destination. All that happened was splat. So being able to have a why that's so big and really being truly present to it, that when the bugs do come, when the adversities, when the obstacles do come, that your front, that your destination isn't altered, your velocity isn't changed, you just got a splat on your windshield. No, I totally agree. That was a very good point. Having that big why, that mission, that reason for doing it will keep you going. Because if you don't have it, it's so easy to go. Because you're going to have, you're going to deal with adversity and obstacles all the time. But when you have that big why, it's going to keep you focused on that goal. Why you're doing it, whether it's for your children, your spouse, whatever it is, it's going to keep you focused. I remember Dr. Doug Farber was sharing with me, you know, many years ago when he was struggling and he had to make all these phone calls. So, you know, sometimes you're making phone calls and you get a bunch of notes. It's, it's, you get discouraged, but then he would just look at this picture of his daughter. And every time he looked at that picture of his daughter, he would say, he would keep calm because she was his wife and he wanted to make a, her life better. So whenever he had doubts, he would look at that picture of her and it would just, could, it would just encourage him to keep making those calls. So like I said, we have that big wide, like yeah, with his daughter or anything else, that's going to make you continue and not give up. So I think I, I agree. So have that big wide because it's going to make those obstacles will not seem so big. Like you said, that book hits your windshield. It's going to splat and you just keep on going. So I think that's a very good point because too many people don't have that. And would you also agree it's it's important to, too many people also need to focus on the process, not always the result. Obviously, results matter, but the, you know, you've, I'm sure you've heard the saying, uh, divorce, uh, mar marry the process, divorce the outcome. Too many people focus on the outcome. If they don't get the results, many, they just give up. But if you're doing the right process, if you're doing it, eventually the results will come. So do you agree it's, it's very, especially at the beginning to marry the process and divorce the results. Yeah, the act will always precede the outcome. You know, again, it's be, you have, you know, it's who you're being and then what you're doing and then, and then you have. So, you know, absolutely, you know, it's nobody learns how to, you know, do anything, you know, over, you know, overnight. You know, I read a book called uh, Bounce. And it was about uh, Serena and Venus uh, Williams and their father being their, their, their coach. And it was 10,000 hours to master something. You know, the reason why our educational system goes, you know, kindergarten, first grade, you know, all the way up to 12th grade, you can't start somebody in 12th grade because you've got to start, you know, first on, on reading and writing. You got to start, you know, learning, you know, nouns and, 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 and verbs before you learn how to dissect a fraction, right? And, and so entrepreneurship, in the beginning, it's just going through the process mastering the basics. I love that in our industry, really 80% of it in the beginning, like when you have, you know, mentorship is one of the most important things in our, in our, in our industry. You know, as a traditional business owner, I spent a lot of money to start a business. And here's what didn't come with a mentor. Didn't come with the system. Didn't have somebody say, here, look, here's what I did. Here's the pitfalls that you want to go out and avoid. And this industry in network marketing, it does. And with formats, with platforms like Clubhouse, even if you happen to be somebody where you don't have, you know, much of an upline, first off, you probably do. You just got to retire. You know, anybody that ever calls me like, hey, I'm part of your team, but, you know, I'm on your, you know, 100th level or whatever, but I got your number. Like, I'm 
so excited to take that phone call. Like, hey, you're my new best friend. Like, let's go. How can I coach you? How can I teach? How can, how can I, you know, help you? So oh, never, ever, ever be afraid to reach up. Like your, your upline is waiting for those calls because we're always looking for those next up and coming leaders in, in, in the team. But, you know, God forbid, if you're someone you just have no upline whatsoever, you've got virtual uplines, meaning formats like Clubhouse. You guys run an amazing room, you know, network marketing leadership room where people can just get poured into by people like Victor. And Victor mentioned Dr. Doug, who's an amazing, I used to listen to that guy's tapes like all the time in the early days of me being in this industry. So there's so much knowledge, there's so much wisdom that's out there. You just got to have that desire and the hunger to go out and get that wisdom and then trust the process. You know, again, I teach people don't focus on how many people you recruit, focus on how many people you expose the business to. And I do a training, it's called the 100 squares training. And it's really about detaching the, the emotions from the yeses and the noes. And if you just focus on the amount of people you expose to the business and you treat people well, over time, the right outcome will happen. You know, Jim Rohn talked about developing an average, developing, you know, when you do something long enough, the ratio will appear. And at first, you might be one out of 10. You might be out of one out of 20. That's your batting average. But as you go out and start to get more of the skill set, you know, your ratio has become higher. Your batting average improves. No different than somebody starting off, you know, you know, hitting a, a ball off of the key and key ball to eventually having the skills to, you know, go out and, you know, play at a, a middle school level or a high school level and eventually college professional, you know, again, for those that commit, you know, mastering the craft, but they say it's 10,000 hours uh, to master anything. And that's what that balance book talked about is 10,000 hours to become a master at something. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, it, it could be a challenge in this day of instant gratification where everyone wants results quickly, but you really need to pay your dues in plenty of that time. Like in that book, Bounce at 10,000 Hours, I think I think Malcolm Gladwell also mentions it in the book, Outlier. So I've, I've, I've seen that number a number of times. You have to spend 10,000 hours. A lot of people don't know. The Beatles, everyone said they got lucky, but they spent a lot of hours when they were practicing in Germany before they hit it big. They would spend like 10 to 12 hours every single day because they were forced to do it. And you know what? By practicing every single day, playing all the clubs, all those hours, they got better at their music. And so the Beatles became very proficient in their music, their playing abilities, because they practice a lot of hours. So a lot of people don't know that about the Beatles. So it's really important. And it takes time. Like you said, from first grade to 12th grade, it takes 12 years to, you know, really develop yourself. It happens everything. Offline business, a lot of times they don't become profitable to like that third year. But a lot of people, when they get into, you know, working online, being online entrepreneurs, they want they want it to happen yesterday, and they get upset when it doesn't. What people have to realize is that it takes time to build something great. I remember uh, Deb Erickson was telling me, great things take time. Plants take time to develop. Babies take nine months to develop. So anything that's good, trees take years to develop before they become really big. So anything good, you have to put in that time and effort in the mass, like you said. It's that compounding effect. You may, or the lower, you know, averages that you would talk about with Jim Rohn. If you do the right things, eventually your ratios will get better. You will get better. The results will get better. There's a saying that you can't do the right thing consistently over time and not get results. The thing is, do you have that patience? And that's why, and you brought up mentorship. Mentorship is so important. All the successful people have mentors, coaches, trainers. The best athletes in the world, you talked about Serena Williams. She has a coach. Ron James has a coach. All the great athletes have it. And, and unfortunately, it seems like people that work on, online, some of them think that they can become really successful without having a, a mentor. And your success will be limited because if your mentor is going to 
really cut down on the time frame that'll be necessary for you to become so they'll tell you what not to do what to avoid you, you're still going to make mistakes you can't avoid them but they're going to help you minimize the mistakes that you'll make and they'll tell you the right things you need to do, what you need to focus on and it's worth that invest i'll tell you anyone that's been successful will tell you getting a mentor is the thing that changed their life and of course you have to listen to your mentor not everyone listens to their mentors they sometimes think they know better than they do but if your mentor's making 10 times the amount of money you are they probably know some things that you don't so i agree I think mentors, is, having a mentor is so crucial. So that's uh, some great stuff you shared there, Jeff. Appreciate it. But in, in our industry, what's amazing is you're, if your mentor happens to be your upline, they have a vested interest in your financial success. Like, they're not going like, you know, to guide you in the wrong direction because your success is part of you know, their success. And you know, I love that about our industry in the corporate world. You know, People are trying to the corp, climb the corporate ladder. Other people are trying to rip them down here it's like hey let me pull you up like look i want to you know see you do so well that i get a jersey with your name on the back of it and i'm you know sitting on the beach like clapping for you because you become like i want you to do better than me like i want you to go out and have a higher you know rank i want you to make more money than me and what i love about it is in this industry that you know leaders actually want that you know from the people that are that they're teaching that are that are following them you know one of the individuals in our team right now amazing amazing couple and in Susie Potter, currently they're literally number one in North America at their position in the company. And, you know, that's just an amazing feeling of fulfillment, you know, and, uh, you know, Melissa and I are, are obviously trailing where they're at right now. And, but we love it. It's like, that is absolutely amazing. And we're so proud of them. And, you know, that's what's possible in this industry that you never see in traditional business or in corporate America. No, I, I totally agree. Cause I was in corporate America for a lot of years and I could definitely tell you, it's a totally different atmosphere there. You don't see a lot of people trying to cheer you on. Everyone's kind of like focused on themselves, how they can you know, go up the ranks, make more money, get the bonuses. But in this industry, guess what? Anyone that you bring into your organization, you can only become successful by helping them become successful. So the more money they make, the more money you're going to make. So it's a win-win for both sides. And the great thing is, in this industry, you can make more money than the person who brought you in. You can't do that in a corporate job. You can never make more money than your boss. It's never going to happen. But in this industry, the person who brought you in, guess what? You can definitely make more money than they do. And I think that's the great thing about it. So I, 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 that's one thing I love about this industry. You cannot become successful without helping people below you become so help them build their team, help the people below them build teams. So the more teams you help build down the line, the more money you're going to make. So I think that's the great thing about this. So like you said, if you're, your mentors, your upline, they have a vested interest in helping you succeed. And like you said, there are other avenues. You can go to Clubhouse, you can go to YouTube. There are a lot of great avenues. You can get virtual mentors. There's a lot of great videos, a lot of great successful people that have a lot of stuff out there sharing a lot of free concepts that can help you in the meantime till the day comes where you can afford to get that real mentor. So you can, a lot of people that I use virtual mentors for a little while as myself getting started. And you know what? I still use them in addition to my regular mentors because I'm always learning from these guys. Like you said, I go on Clubhouse not just to share my wisdom, but I go to listen to other people as well because there's so many great successful seven, eight figure earners. And I just learned so much from these people every single day. I, and I think that's very important. You always have to be in learning mode, always be a teacher, always keep learning. When you think you've learned everything, you don't need to know anything else. That's why I think getting into trouble. I think pride is what stops a lot of people from becoming more successful. No, you're, you're absolutely right, buddy. Pride comes before a fall, right? Oh, I, absolutely. So no, that's definitely some really good stuff there. And, um, so, yeah, by the way, I, I'm really impressed on all these shows that you uh, got on, you know, you've featured in the, 
know, in, in all these magazines, you were featured in Success from Home, Fourth Time Circle Champions member, MLM Nation Show, and NBC Celebrity Apprentice. So I think it's an inspiration to other people that if you do the right things, because obviously I think this came from the kind of work you put in, the consistency you put in, the relationship you build with people. You know, this is gonna come overnight. This came from, you know, paying your dues, working hard year in, year out. So I just wanted to point that out again to the people because, you know, you came at a point when you were 26, you were struggling with your business. You couldn't pay, you know, cut yourself check for six months. And yet years later, you became a successful network marketer. You, you're working in real estate as well now. You were uh, featured all these different shows. So no matter how low a point you're hitting, uh, there's always light at the end of the tunnel if you don't give up. If you don't stop three feet from the goal, as they say, and think you go rich. Hey, nobody. I, I tell you what, like what you're talking about is the reason why I met my amazing wife, you know, Melissa, just being able to do the things that most people won't so you can get what most people don't. And, you know, I'll never forget, I just moved into a, a, a beach home in Newport Beach, California. That had been my dream, like live on the ocean. So I've been living in this beach house for a couple of weeks. My brother flew into town. It was actually my uh, birthday uh, weekend. And I did a, a training for our network marketing company that morning. That night, I had tickets to go to a comedy show. There was a, an event happening in my team that afternoon. It was about an hour from my house. Like, you know what? It's my birthday. My brother's here. We got the beach house. I just take the rest of the day off. And I got somebody to cover that meeting you know, for me. And uh, literally, we're sitting there like flipping burgers on the grill, Corona's in her hand, board shorts, flip flops, you name it, looking at the ocean, like, man, life is great. And as I'm doing this, I hear my mentor, Patrick Mays, in the back of my head saying it's it's the extra 5% that most people won't do. That's where the champions are created. It's just that extra 5% that most people will not do. I'm like, I got to go to this meeting. I told my brother, I got to go to this meeting. When do you leave? Like, now. You get to have time to take a shower first. Like, I don't think so. I'm just going to throw on a shirt, some jeans, and get my car and, and, and go. And, you know, that meeting that I drove to uh, was the day that I met the most important person in my life. It was the day I met my wife. And she was at that presentation. And it's just, you know, giving that extra 5% doesn't just help your business. It, it helps your life. And, you know, she's become the most amazing business partner I could have ever dreamed of having. But more importantly, she's become the most amazing life partner that I could have ever dreamed of having, but it was my mentor's voice in the back of my head getting me to, you know, do what I didn't want to do at that moment. You know, success is inconvenient. And that's why most people don't win is because they're waiting for things to go and be convenient. But when you do the things, uh, you know, that you, when you do the things you don't want to do, but you do them anyway, you know, that's, they say the reason why the fruit is always at the end of the branch is God makes us stretch ourselves to go get it. And that's what happens. I've seen it over and over again. It's when you stretch yourself, you know, that's where the big things happen. Oh, that is such a great story. And, and some things just so people uh, should pay attention to. It's like you, you, you were having fun. You were barking the burgers. You just had a good time. You know, you worked. I said, let me, let me enjoy myself. But then Patrick's voice, your mentor's voice was ringing in your head saying, it, you know, the extra 5% they do what other people don't want to do. Doing that extra stuff because Success takes work, and most people don't want to get on the comfort. They want to do the work, but they don't want to do the extra work. But the difference between extraordinary and ordinary is that little extra stuff that most people are not willing to do. It's what Jeff Olson talks about in The Slight Edge. It's just being a little bit better can make the difference of a millions and millions of dollars. The difference between the top golfer in the world and the number 10 golfer in the world is like 
maybe two or three percent extra two or three strokes, but the difference in earnings is many, many millions of dollars. The difference between a 300 hitter in baseball and a 250 hitter in baseball is one extra hit every 20 at bats, but the difference in salary is millions of dollars. But because you listened to your mentor, you went back and started to say, but you met the love of your life, your business partner, and you, you can imagine if you had just stayed eating those burgers, you may have never met Melissa, the most wonderful person you ever met. And I've heard her on club as many times, she is an incredible person. So this is why, another reason why you should always listen to your mentors, because you know, great things definitely happen. Your life has changed. If you're not gone that, you might not never have met Melissa. So always listen to your mentor. So, and, and you keep doing these things. Number one, you met the love of your life, your business partner, and your business continues to grow because you paid attention. You listen to what you meant. That's what I said. A lot of, as I said before, a lot of people don't always listen to their mentors. It was a good thing you did that because so many great things happen as a result. 100%, buddy. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. I think that's a wonderful story. So, uh, before, you know, getting toward the end of our interview, so are there any other last minute uh, pieces of advice you'd like to give to people who uh, want to become successful as entrepreneurs, whether, you know, regular entrepreneur, network marketer, real estate person? What final piece of advice would you love to leave for our audience? Seek knowledge, seek wisdom, seek information, go where the information, you know, is, you know, for, for our business, we have our, our national convention this week, it's going to be uh, virtual this year, but, you know, my first national convention 15 years ago was, was life-changing for me, and it was one I didn't want to go to, again, it's, you know, doing the things you don't want to do, but doing it anyway. Uh, was one of the biggest defining moments of, of, of my life. So especially in the direct sales industry, you know, you learn really learning how to utilize the events as a tool to build your business. Because in the Bible, it says, without vision, people will perish. You know, what a, 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 what a big event did for me is it, it gave me the vision you know, that my mentors couldn't give me just having a conversation. They say seeing is, you know, believing. And, you know, again, you know, really, if you're, especially if you're in direct sales, you, know, you want to become a master promoter of events. Because, again, if you can just get people to a place where you can be, where they can become great, everything else will take care of it themselves. And I've seen people in this industry that weren't really good at customer acquisition, weren't very good at training, weren't very good at recruiting, but they got good at one thing. And that one thing was promoting events and just really, uh, you know, being a non-negotiable people about the power of what the events could go out and, you know, do for them. And so that's something, if you're taking notes, you know, I want to be a, a professional promoter of events, you know, let the events go out and work for you because, you know, events will build your business, events will build your belief, and most importantly, events will build you. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree with that. I found that going to events has definitely changed my life. I've learned so much from it. I've met so many great people. I've built a lot of relationships and I've learned definitely a lot of things that helped grow my business, change me as a person. I, I totally agree. And that's why if you notice that no matter what company you're talking about, the most successful people always go to the events. They are always there. They, they go to pretty much every single one because they know the power of the event. And they, they re definitely help you grow your vision. Like you said before, people without vision, they will perish. And you will definitely grow your vision the more of your company's events you go to. And, you know, you know, you may have a conversation with one top uh, director of that company, just a five or ten minute conversation. They might tell you one thing that could change your business. You won't necessarily get on a webinar, but at that live event, they will share some secrets of theirs with you. And, you know, so that's why you just never know what you may learn from talking to the top people in that company or anyone else. You can develop all kinds of partnerships. You know, you could do things outside the company, do other kinds of business with people you might meet. 
but it, it is so powerful. I totally agree with you about that. And one last thing I would just like to say before we let you go, Jeff, if people want to contact you, what is the best way for them to contact you? So my uh, Instagram is Jeff underscore street. So anybody can follow me there, uh, send me a DM, you know, Facebook, uh, just Jeff street. And, you know, for me, I actually, um, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. East coast time. I do a Facebook live uh, every morning, 7, 10 a.m. I'm sorry, 7 a.m. Central time. I just moved to Dallas a month ago. So we changed it from uh, East Coast time to, you know, Central. So 7 a.m. Central time, Monday through Friday, I do a Facebook Live, 7, 10 a.m. Uh, Central Standard Time on uh, Instagram Live and then Facebook Live. I go live randomly at some point on uh, Saturday and Sunday. So tune in. Hopefully something that I can, my, my goal every day is to impact at least one person. But, you know, in addition to listening to different you know, messages, hope you can find value in those. But feel free to reach out, you know, send me a direct message. Love to connect with people, you know, and, and that's what it's all about. It's really just, you know, being a connector and connecting with others. And Victor, I'm so glad that you and I reached out to each other, you know, through Clubhouse and just building an authentic relationship. You know, we're, we're both in different companies. We're not trying to recruit each other. We're looking to grow from each other and looking to see how we can go and add value in each of our lives. And, you know, I found that if you help enough people get what they want, you know, you get what you want. And, you know, Victor, you're, you, you know, you really go out and just uh, fully embody and, and are such a great example you know, of, of being a great leader to, to everybody. So thanks for everything you do, buddy. And thanks for having me on here today. Thank you very much. I appreciate the kind words. And it's been a real pleasure having you on the show. One last thing I want to say before we conclude this interview is you do a Facebook Live every single day. So again, the importance of consistency. One of the reasons why Jeff is very successful because he's consistent with things that he does. He does a Facebook Live every single day and he's giving value every single day. And again, compound effect. He's been doing this, these videos for a while now. When people pay attention, they're getting value out of it. So again, the results will come over the long term. And I believe you, Patrick taught you that about doing the Facebook Live videos, if I remember correctly. So the, be consistent. He, Jeff is sharing value every single day. The more value that you give to people, the more you help people. As, as Jeff just said, you help enough people get what they want, you eventually get what you want. So again, I, I totally agree with you. Help people out, share lots of value, help any way that you can. The more people you help, the more people that you serve, the more you're gonna become successful. When you, you will earn well when you learn how to serve well. So thank you so much for being on the show. It's been such a great pleasure having you on. It's been great interacting with your clubhouse and it's been great having you on the show and just you know talking to you and just, you know, love all the wisdom you shared on this. And it's been so much fun having you on. So. Thank you for taking time to be with us, and I really appreciate you. And have a great time at your virtual convention this weekend, Jeff. So much, brother. I really appreciate the invite again. And just one last thing I'll say, everybody, is have fun every day in this business. You got to just go out and have fun. When you have fun, you become a magnet to other people. And no matter what's going on, don't get frustrated. Get fascinated. Continue to have fun and have an amazing day, everybody. God bless. And Victor, thanks again for the invitation to be on here today. Thank you. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. God bless, Jeff. God bless you, buddy. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.